Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva following week four of the 2019 high school football season. A fun night of football last night as we were over in Abilene for McPherson, but a lot of big wins for the area teams. I'm Jim Joyner, and joining me as always, bright and early on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, you are making your way through your area preview or your area roundup very quickly back there because, well, the weather shortened one game, two teams in the area were playing each other, and it was a very quick night. Yeah, it really was, and it was a quick night for us. Uh, our game ended at halftime uh, because there was lightning in the area. The Bullpups were already up 48-3, to and we had running clock in the second half anyway. Uh, it's a good thing they call the game because we ran into an incredible storm Woo. on the way home. I mean, we went through about a, what, 15, 20-mile stretch where we literally could not see. Uh, we got out of the stadium a little later than most people. I'm sure a lot of McPherson fans probably got home uh, before that came through. But, boy, did that rumble through, and it was headed right for Abilene. So, very good decision uh, by the officials. I'm sure Shane Bakus was in on that. Will Burton, for uh, the AD for Abilene. And it was all bullpups anyway. So we got home at, you know, a little before 10. So here are the scores from last night. Steve already mentioned a 48-3 to win for McPherson over the Abilene Cowboys last night. The bullpups are now 4-0, and and we'll talk a little bit more about that game here in just a moment. In Class 3A, our clash of the area teams, the Heston Swathers were at home. They had to fight through a delay against the Smoky Valley Vikings, but won 35-8, to so Heston also 4-0 on the year while Smoky Valley drops to 1-3. Our third 4-0 team, the Canton Galva Eagles, won at Bennington last night 56-8. We'll hear from all the 4-0 coaches on this morning's Coaches Show. Jace Pavlovich with McPherson, Shelby Hoppus with Canton Galva, and Tyson Bowerly with Heston. The Little River Redskins, a big win, 48-0 over the Central Plains Oilers. Little River now 3-1 on the year. The Mound Ridge Wildcats dropped a 2-2 last night with a 60-14 loss against Pratt Skyline. And the only other game in the area, well, is going to be played on Monday. Do you want to do a coach's show on Tuesday morning <laughs> recapping Marion taking on Inman? That'll be on the road at Marion. I don't believe that game got started. Well, they're going to play at 6 o'clock, and I saw on Marion's uh, website that they are not going to charge admission because I'm guessing they had people over there. And then the teams probably, you know, were warming up, and then the uh, weather came through, and they uh, call that game. So they'll be playing on Monday. little Monday night football yeah. for high school. That's a weird day for high school football, yeah. very rarely yeah. on a Monday. My guess is they maybe couldn't get officials for today Yeah, because you got a lot of college football going on, and, of course, we have a shortage of officials. Well, Steve, let's talk about the Bullpups from last night in a 48-3 to win over the Abilene Cowboys. Again, it wasn't necessarily a slow start, but it was a slower start than it was for the rest of the game. This team scored on its first drive. They go 73 yards in five plays, a 45-yard touchdown pass to Trey Buckby. Abilene would then add a field goal to make it 7-3. to 
The Bullpups would turn the ball over on their next drive, and here they are again, two minutes to go in the first quarter, only up 7-3, and by halftime, win at 48-3. Yeah, and I think I said something like, well, it looks like we're not going to be uh, you know, we're not going to have running clock to start the second you half. You just need to keep saying that yeah, in the first quarter, this, and it will continue to happen. The first quarter has really been this team's Achilles heel. Uh, they really struggle in the first quarter. But, man, once the uh, floodgates opened up, uh, Abilene started. I think that we had a block punt on the, on a kickoff. They fumbled a kickoff. The Bullpups, I think they had a, a stretch of three, uh, four plays where they scored three times. And that's why the, the numbers don't look, you know, overwhelming when you look at the stats. Because well, and they, they only played a half. They only played a half, and and uh, you know they they still had what two hundred and seventy five yards, two hundred seventy three yards of total offense, which is still pretty impressive. But uh, once the bullpups got it cranked up, Abilene was just overmatched. And the thing that I noted a couple of times on the broadcast last night, Steve, seven different guys scored, and that is what is so impressive about this team. Caleb Hoppus rushed in from forty yards out. Then there was a great touchdown, the play of the night. Hoppus going over the top for Gus Ruddle to catch his first touchdown pass of his career. That made it 20-3. And then it was after the blocked punt, an Aiden Hoover rush, rushing touchdown from one yard out. Matt Ramey scored his first bullpup touchdown, 17 yards on the run there. That made it 34-3. Jacob Files scored on a 14-yard touchdown rush, 41-3. And then right before the half, it was Caleb Hoppus finding Aaron Powell in the back of the end zone with 37 seconds to go to make it 48-3. So many different weapons, so many different ways to come at you, and I think that's what makes this McPherson team very dynamic, very tough to stop, and extremely difficult to prepare for when you don't even know who's going to be getting the ball on every play. They are very versatile, mobile, and agile because they got a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions. You see Cody Stupplebean and Mason Thrash play at tight end, uh, you know, they ha and there's a lot of stuff we haven't even seen yet this year that uh, they haven't even unveiled. They're maybe saving it for later in the season. But, but the play of the night to me was the touchdown pass from Hoppus to Gus Ruddle. I mean, Hoppus threw it about 45 yards uh, just on the dead uh, sprint to Ruddle, who threw a forearm shiver. Shiver. Shivered away the Abilene defender and young Gus Ruddle, a sophomore, got into the end zone. Well, he had to break off of about four tackles and then just fell after working yeah, all that hard. Yeah, he really and, did. And then fell into the end zone for the score. And that was the one that really busted that game open. And then, like you mentioned, we got to halftime, and it was homecoming at Abilene, and so they were very focused on getting through the homecoming activities. They get done. Every t The Bullpups came out first, and I saw them do something that I don't ever see them do. And they kind of huddled up and took a knee around Coach Pav, and I went, what are they doing? Yeah. And then they went and started stretching and warming up more, and maybe he told them, hey, there's a chance that this is going to be called early. About three minutes later, they're all giving the, the sign to us and saying, ball game, yeah. cut, cut it early. And then as soon as they were waving their hands, there was a big bolt of lightning and good decision made. Now, it never did rain on us at the game. Right. But, boy, we got to about, uh, what, Solomon or – no, it was – after, after Salina. It was after Salina. Once we got uh, through Salina, it just it poured until about uh, six miles outside of town. I, I, I had hardly ever seen it rain that hard. Well, it was a big 48-3 Bullpup win last night. Let's hear from the head man of the Bullpups, Jace Pavlovich. CHS Refinery at McPherson Postgame Show by McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. 
We've said it a couple of times this year that it was a little bit of a slow start. Mm -hmm. You score on your first drive, but then you fumble on drive number two. Mm -hmm. You punt on drive number three. But we saw how explosive this team can be. When you get things going, drives four through nine are all touchdowns, mm -hmm. and it was pretty much over from then on out. Well, the, the, the turnover, you know, our turnovers are killing us right now. Um, it was well blocked. You know, Caleb on the on the power read he was he was going to score um but you know we we mishandled the football we got to do a better job of taking care of it but you know overall i was pretty proud of our guys you, you know you can't get uh, you can't get too mad uh at a running clock in the first half uh, you know we, we were a lot better than they were but i felt like our guys executed well well it was 14 to 3 they had a fourth and just about almost a yard to go um you know they wanted to make a statement that they could run the ball on you you come up with the with the uh, big stand there, and from then on, that just seemed to light a fire under your guys because it was only 14 to three at the time. Well, and that's what we need. You know, we need guys to step up in a big way and, and be that spark. And we needed to happen a little bit earlier. Um, you know, against a good team like Bueller coming into town next week, you know, we, we can't wait for something to happen. We got to have somebody make something happen early and uh, jump on them often. The thing that I thought was very impressive in this game, and we've seen it throughout the first couple of weeks, but. You don't rely on one guy. You don't mm -hmm. rely on two. You really don't even rely on five guys to score for you. You had seven different guys score tonight. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows how many options you have. And it's a nice problem for you to have that you mm -hmm. say, all right, Jacob, we'll give you a rest of running back. Here, Matt Ramey. Here, mm -hmm. Aiden Hoover. You can exchange receivers. You have Gus Ruddle making a great touchdown sure. reception. It's got to be nice to have the weapons that you do. Well, listen, we, we, we fully understand as a coaching staff how, how blessed we are to have the kids that we have. Um, uh, but, you know, Coach Montgomery did a great job of spreading the ball around, and uh, that's just something that's going to make us better as we go uh, on through the year. Well, there's been some talk about some of the young guys, the sophomores mm -hmm. on your team. Mm -hmm. Trey Buckby with a great touchdown catch to start things off tonight. I mentioned Gus Ruddle. It's fun. Aiden Hoover, another guy that yeah. scores. It's yeah. fun when you have these weapons, and even on a night where things don't start perfect, Mm -hmm. You get some help, whether it's offensively, defensively. I thought your sophomores on defense were really good tonight, too, Curtis Landrum. But I thought physically you guys did a good job at coming out. And we talked about that this mm -hmm. week, especially mm -hmm. defensively coming out, being physical and commanding the game at the line of scrimmage. And I thought you did that defensively. Well, we did. You know, defensively, they were doing, giving us a little bit of a funky look. Their tackles were giving us a pass read. And, and our guys, our outside backers, our overhangs were dropping as a result. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that was designed necessarily, but it, it definitely worked pretty well. Uh, Coach Harlan made some really good adjustments on, on those guys' key reads, and, and it was shorted up pretty quickly. And you took advantage of turnovers. You mm -hmm. get Cody with a great block punt, mm -hmm. a couple of fumbles right there. You, your average starting position in the second quarter was it was just minuscule. I mean, you didn't have to go very far in about three or four of your drives just because you force turnovers and convert them into points. Yeah, you know, it's 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 almost like it's last year all over again. We're we're telling guys on on the punt team, hey, listen, not don't block it. Let's go safe here. And uh, it's did, hard to keep Cody from. They did. They did them. sneak a first down on a punt though. They did, and they exposed us there, and that was great for us. You know, we we need to learn from that, and and uh, again, move on. Well, it was a 48-3 final tonight at Abilene as the Bullpups improved to 4-0. We can now talk about the B word. Yes. And that is the Bueller Crusaders who are coming into McPherson Stadium in week number five with an undefeated 4-0 record. They won tonight 25-14 over Mulvane. Have you guys begun your scouting report on Bueller? I know that they're probably always in the back of your mind a little mm -hmm. bit, but what do you know about the Crusaders besides them just being off to a great start this year at 4-0? Well, we know they're very physical. They hang their hat on that. They get after it offensively and defensively. Yes, you know, we've, we've, we've started to break them down. 
you know, and, and I'll correct you, Bueller's not always in the back of your mind. They're always in the front of your <laughs> mind. You know, that's a team that uh, we always have circled no matter what the circumstances are. And, and again, you know, uh, Coach gets them going over there. Coach Warner gets them going over there. They've got some a lot of kids back, and they've got some sophomores that are helping them too that I really like. So this is going to be a good old-fashioned dogfight between two rivals. And it's a, te- it's a game you can't start slow. No. Because Bueller you know, gets a little confidence early, mm-hmm. they will, uh, you know, they'll fight you to the end. Well, that's that's the kind of kid, you know, they have over there. They're, they're going to fight no matter what. And uh, I just, I can't wait for, for the challenge, to be honest with you. And our kids can't either. So, you know, I don't imagine focus is going to be an issue in practice this week, uh, you know, playing the boys down south. I know things got stirred up a little bit in the volleyball game last Monday. So it's uh, there's going to be no shortage of... Um, fanfare uh, on Friday night. I can guarantee you that. Well, I can remember the last time that the Crusaders were at McPherson Stadium. It was a pretty fun night to be that, a bullpup uh, that, that night. That turned out all right, no question. Somebody might be talking about Jade this week. Yeah. I don't know who would mention that, but <laughs> McPherson coach Jace Pavlovich following a 48-3 win over the Abilene Cowboys. It's Bueller week. Let's yes, go sir. get him in week number five. Thanks. That was McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich following the 48-3 win last night over the Abilene Cowboys. Steve, you started pointing at your watch and pointing out there at the grass and saying, uh-oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. we got to get out of here. Well, I knew the storm was coming. So we forgot to do our player of the game last night. We forgot to do our drive of the game last night. Steve was stamping, or stomping his foot, and I, I said, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get out of here, <laughs> and we forgot. So do you want to give me your player of the game presented by Home State Bank, a part of the Citizen State Bank? Well, my player of the game was Cody Stufflebean. Um, he blocked a punt. Uh, he had couple of TFLs, I think, last night. He just put pressure all night on the Abilene defense, and he, he kind of set the tone for that bullpup defense. How about what would have been our drive of the game last night, brought to you by Midway Motors? Well, considering the bullpups, I don't think had a drive over five plays. Did not have one more than five plays. That's right. They had uh, two five-play drives. My drive of the night was, I think, a one-play drive. Hoppus's pass, Caleb Hoppus's pass to Gus Ruddle, Hit him in stride, and what a beautiful ball that Caleb Hoppus threw. Young Gus Ruddle made the catch. Again, he forearmed a guy, knocked him away. Just was, you know, knocking off guys like they were ants and and pests and got into the end zone. So that was my drive of the game. It's going to be a fun week this week, Steve, talking about the Bueller Crusaders coming to town. This is the equivalent to Raider week for the Chiefs. That's right. As we will tie, we will dive into all of that coming up this week. But a great win for the Bullpups last night as they are now 4-0. Steve, we have a big show planned. Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's talk with Bullpup Volleyball Coach Christy Doyle as they will be down at Newton today for a big day of tournaments. And then we have both 4-0 football coaches in the area, Shelby Hoppus of Canton-Galva and Tyson Bowerly of Heston. This is the Coach's Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, following week four of the 2019 high school football season. We'll dive into some more of the scores and talk with a couple more football coaches, but this is going to be a big day for McPherson I Volleyball down at the Newton Tournament with all that action starting at 9.30 this morning. And Steve, this is a bullpup volleyball team that is playing inspired the last couple of weeks, and I think they're ready for a busy day down at Newton. They're starting to hit their stride, and the Newton Tournament's always a good measuring stick. It's not quite as strong as it's been in the past, but there's some good... uh, there's some good teams there. I think Andale might be there, and I think they're one of the top teams. They're the number one team in Class 4A. Okay, and then there's another really good team. Well, Newton's there, and that's always – How about Nickerson, a Nick- very good 4A right, team? Right, Nickerson leads the Central Kansas League. I just ran the CKL standings. I think Nickerson's 15-2. and two. 
But this is a tournament the Bullpups have a shot to win because they're really starting to find their stride right now. Well, let's hear from McPherson I Volleyball Coach Christy Doyle. Joining us on our coaches show this morning is McPherson I Volleyball Coach Christy Doyle as the Bullpups are off to an 11-3 start to the season, 6-1 and in AVCTL Division Three play. Coach Doyle, you had two big wins on Tuesday on the road at Bueller. You beat Circle for the second time this year, 25-19, 25-16, and then a very exciting win over the Crusaders, 25-20, 29-27. What were some of your takeaways from Tuesday's big sweep in the triangular at Bueller? Well, um, the number one thing is I was glad to see back-to-back weeks of being competitive. Um, I was hoping that we wouldn't come off a competitive Tuesday and back it up to the next Tuesday with maybe we don't have to play hard. Maybe um, the same Tuesday team I'd seen when we lost to Augusta. So um, I was super pleased that, no, we kept competing and it was like we picked up right where we left on Tuesday. We were probably even a little bit better. Um, I like the fact that the kids, again, can be down a little bit, but I think we're down set two against Bueller 23-20. Just keep plugging away and keep holding steady and, and just, you know, keep keep giving them their best shot, keep their – they keep positive, and they are competing after they might make a mistake. And that, that right there is what you want um, your team, and you want them to respond like that. Well, one of the comments I remember you making on Tuesday night about your wins over there, over there at Bueller was that your serve was received was really good, and that is something that you guys have been working on and trying to perfect. I know it took a little bit of time early on in the season, and it, I know you noted Taylor Casebeer did a really good job in that. How important is that for your team in setting things up for everything at the net? Well, that that is our first step to be successful. And so anytime that we're on and not just Kester had her best night of the, of the season, but also did uh, Lauren Laverdu. And then Ella's been holding steady above average, doing really great. She's been holding us steady. And then Brett Doyle did a great job. And then Sweat, she was above a 2.0 as well. There wasn't one kid that wasn't on, on Tuesday Tuesday night, and that's our first step because then our sets are going to be better, and then we'll be in system, and then when we're in system, we've got four people that we like to set, and that's kind of fun. It makes us harder to defend. Well, you mentioned those four that you like to set it to, Ryan Swanson, Katie Berg, Cassie Cooks, and Andrea Sweat. It sounds like because of the efficiency and the serve receive that those four have been able to be even more successful. How dangerous can those four be whenever everything is going well and, and your serve receive is good? Oh, they, they're, it can be very dangerous. And um, it's exciting and it's fun to watch. And another positive is if one of them is off, well, we're going to give the ball to the one that's on. So we have options if someone's having a bad night. But I've been super proud of them for, you know, when you're hitting, you're not always going to be perfect. You might get blocked. You might hit one out of the net. And when I saw us lose on Tuesday, I didn't see our hitters be competitive at the net. I saw them get sad, and I didn't like how they responded. But the last two Tuesdays, I've loved how our hitters have responded. They have responded in a positive way to their mistakes um, because you're not going to be perfect when you're swinging. <laughs> you're not going to hit 1,000. And I just like – I love seeing them compete at the net and, and how they're responding. I'm very happy. 
Well, jumping back to that Augusta loss a couple of weeks ago, back on September the 10th, it felt like that was a defining point of this season and a here we are, we're at a turning point, and it looks like the way that your girls have responded has been very good. Of course, you won two against El Dorado and Augusta last week and had to go to three sets to beat El Dorado. You had to find all the way back, and then you turn around and sweep Circle and Bueller this week. How have things changed all the way from September 10th and that loss to Augusta until now? Well, that loss in Augusta got our practice back on track and it got the kids' heads, heads on straight and how it needs to be done every single day and our expectations and our standards our core about it was a it was a gut check and how are you going to how again how are you going to respond because in this gym and in this program this is how we act this is how we behave this is how we play and we didn't meet those standards on that tuesday night and what kind of team do you want to be remembered for because we have a lot of good teams in the years past and i can tell a lot of good stories about them what is your story going to be and kind of hold them accountable for it and um i just want them to keep Yes, that, that defining moment was definitely a gut check for us. We're talking with McPherson I Volleyball Coach Christy Doyle on our coaches show this morning. The big news of the week after your Tuesday win was that the classifications were revealed throughout the state of Kansas and the Bullpups are staying at Class 5A. And I think we had a pretty good feeling that that is where you would be at the beginning of the year. But I wanted to know a little bit about some of the 5A teams on the west half of the state for volleyball. I know the east side is Murderer's Row with schools like St. James, Lansing, Spring Hill has been good. But what are the teams like on the west side of the state so far this year? I know Bishop Carroll is ranked very high. You've seen Goddard and Andover, they're ranked. Tell me a little bit about 5A West on the volleyball side. Okay, so um, the top team right now, the top two in the West right now, May South is undefeated. They have a girl going to Marquette. Um, we saw them at Mays at uh, the preseason tournament, but we didn't actually play against them. Um, they have been, they've defeated Goddard and Andover um, and maybe even multiple times. I don't know if they play Bishop Carroll. Bishop Carroll has one loss on the season. They'll be at our home tournament, so we'll get to see them. Um, then we have, like you said, Andover. We have Goddard. We have um, Hayes has a nice record. The last time I checked, they had two losses. Um, they're, again, their competition is not nearly the same as what ours would be or what Mays and uh, Andover and Bishop Carroll are. Um, though, those are the teams right now with, with um, the best records. Well, now as we take a look to what's coming up this weekend for your team, competing in the Newton Tournament starting bright and early on Saturday morning, I know that on your side of the pool you'll have teams like Wichita Heights, Newton, Nickerson, Andover Central, have a chance to see a really good team like Andale. You throw in Bueller again, Goddard Eisenhower, Salina South, Kingman. Tell me a little bit about this weekend and what you guys hope to accomplish down at Newton. Well, um, we hope to... We haven't won the Newton tournament in a long time. We've had some epic battles with Newton there and with Nickerson. Um, Andale, Andover Central have been up in a few years past. Um, so it's been a while since we've won it. Um, it'd be a good test for us. Um, so we're looking forward to the competition within our side. Nickerson is having one of the best seasons, like a school history. Um, they're number three uh, in 4A right now and have, have just been breaking all sorts of records over there. We traditionally have competed well and, and have had good matchups with them and have beat them. Um, they have a young lady that's very talented, a big, tall middle that is going to play at the Division One level. Um, and then 
Of course, like you mentioned, on the other side, they have Andale, who's number one in 4A right now, with the last name Bruna Fairchild. You may recognize, recognize they're very athletic. And then um, Bueller. Bueller's actually on an up. They're having a good season. I know that we just played them on Tuesday, but one set was 29-27. At one point, they were also ranked in 4A. Um, Sun of South is having a good year, too. They're on the upswing, and they play a very tough schedule. Well, Coach Doyle, best of luck this weekend down in Newton. And then Steve and I will be excited for a little volleyball on the radio coming up on Tuesday night at home. Yes, Tuesday's also senior night. That was McPherson I Volleyball Coach Christy Doyle on our coaches show this morning as the Bullpups here in a little less than an hour will get things going at the Newton Invitational. Steve, I mentioned that we will be doing some volleyball on Tuesday night. The Bullpups will be taking on Clearwater. They will be taking on Rose Hill. So a busy week for us. Not only is it Bueller week for football, but it's volleyball senior night on Tuesday inside the Roundhouse. And we're excited to get things going there, too. Yeah, and I think the soccer team's home as well on Tuesday. I think they have El Dorado. They do. Which is generally a 10-0 game. So we made the decision to do volleyball because there's not very many home volleyball matches. So it's going to be a busy day of Bullpup Athletics on Tuesday. Let's take another break, Steve. When we come back, we will hear from Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus after the Eagles picked up a big win last night, beating Bennington 56-8, and they are 4-0. This is the Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. It is flying by this morning, Steve, on a busy, busy Coaches Show. And the next guy we're about to talk to is a team that we are very excited about and continue to follow very closely. The Canton Galva Eagles, the number one team in eight-man Division One, with a big win last night, 56-8 over the Bennington Bulldogs. And this is a Canton Galva team that has won three consecutive games at halftime. Their only other game that went into the second half didn't go far to the second half against Little River. This is a great Canton Galva team. Well, you know, it's great that they're winning all these games at halftime, but I know... I haven't heard what uh, Shelby said to you, but I'm guessing is he'd like to play four quarters, uh, you know, see what his team could do over four quarters because they're basically – they've played uh, – well, they'd have to add some numbers to they, the they've, scoreboard. They've played the equivalent of basically just over two games. They might have to add a third digit to the scoreboard yeah, if they I mean, play they, more. I tell you, they are just a juggernaut. Landon Everett's running that offense. They've got that big offensive line. Tyson Struber, a great all-around player. Their defense is just lighting it up. I mean, it, it – Kent Galva just has it all going on right now, and I just have a feeling that they're going to be in that state championship game. Well, let's hear from Kent Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus. Joining us on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in, in Galva, is the Kent Galva head football coach Shelby Hoppus. As the Eagles are rolling out to a 4-0 start, they beat Bennington 56-8 last night, winning that game at the half, and probably fortunately before the half as some storms began to roll in. But, Coach Hoppus, give me a little breakdown of your team's win before the half. Yeah, so we uh, received the kickoff, and we ran a little reverse action for the first time this year. It was actually one of the first kickoffs that our – it was the first kickoff that our back row was able to receive this year. Ran reverse action, and Tyson got it on reverse, and when he turned the corner – um, there was nobody. Everybody had went with reverse, so um, able to return that kickoff, came out after that, had a three and out, and got the ball back. And really offensively last night, um, Bennington's game plan was to put six or even seven guys in the box at times with no safety help over the top, and they were going to force us to throw the football last night, and they did a really good job of that. 
um, which is different for us. We we only had 10 rushing attempts last night in the first half, um, and Landon threw it 16 times. So that's kind of reverse for what we like to do. We like to be that downhill rushing team, but he was 11 for 16 for, I think, just under 200 yards and four touchdowns. So um, it was good for us to have to experience that from the on the offensive side of the ball uh, when we can't move it on the ground to be able to open it up a little bit. Tyson and Kenzer had really good nights receiving. Um, we even got it to our tight end a couple times and threw it to the back out of the backfield. We were just spreading it around really, really nice last night. So that was good to see. And then defensively, we, um, I believe they ran 31 offensive plays and we held them to 60 total yards. Um, so it was a really good night defensively, but we did give up the one drive early in the second quarter where you got to give credit to Bennington. They, they put it, they put a nice sustained drive together and capped it off with about a 12-yard pass to Javon. He got behind our secondary, which was frustrating, too, because, you know, we talked all week about how big of a of a weapon he is and not to let him behind us, and he got behind us one time. So still things to work on, obviously, but it was just all around. is a really good game. Yeah, the passing last night for you guys was the first thing that stood out to me because Landon Everett is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the state in eight-man football but he hasn't had to throw the ball a ton. And frankly, he hasn't had to be on the field a ton for offense this year. But I think you're right that it is good for him to be able to throw the ball a little more. And when you have the receivers that you have as well, you mentioned Ty Struber and Ken Kinzer Colgen. Man, when you have guys that you can throw the ball up to like them, it makes life a little easier for your quarterback too. Yeah, and we, we actually have a pretty complex passing game for a team that runs it as much as we do. Um, so, at practice each week, we have to spend a lot of time on our passing game, and Landon spends a lot of time on his drops and his rollouts and timing with his receivers and things like that. And sometimes that may seem like a waste of time to them because we never have to use that stuff. And it was good last night to finally have to break it out and get into our combinations and get into our full field stuff and and uh, let Landon read the field. And, it, yeah, it was just really good for us last night to have to do that. And, and he executed it really well. Our receivers ran great routes for him, and he was able to kind of pick them apart. So um, it was good to, to uh, use that when we need it, and we, we know what's there now, and Landon has confidence with it. We're talking with Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. I have had this conversation a few times with McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich, and now I get to talk with you about this a little bit. So you've won three games in a row, all of those winning at the half, and with Little River you went into the second half a little bit there, but it is a problem that you have, and it's a good problem that you have, but you haven't been able to play a ton of football over the last three games. Over the last three games, you've only played one and a half games. So when it comes to this problem, even though it's a good problem to have, how have you guys adjusted? How have you been able to game plan to make sure you get everybody in and get as many snaps as you can in the little time that you've been able to play? Yeah, and it is a it is a good problem to have. Obviously, we're winning football games and we're winning them, you know, comfortably. So it's a good problem to have. But what we do is we we try to take it to the practice field as much as possible. Um, we still condition three out of the five days that we practice, you know. Um, and we condition hard. We, we're training those kids for a four-quarter game. Um, and eventually we're going to have to play a four-quarter game, and we need to be prepared for that. Um, as far as, you know, a simple thing like making halftime adjustments, we, we haven't had to do that uh, except for that first game against Little River. So 
those are little things that some of the 11 man guys and people out there may not understand is that's something that, you know, it, it, for the kids to go in at halftime and sit down and get hydrated and have to concentrate, make adjustments and then come back out and execute on those adjustments. That's something that's very important in a four quarter game and something that we don't, you know, haven't got to experience a lot of yet. So there are little things that I would like to be able to do every game just to get the kids some experience with doing it. But on the other hand, when you're, you know, winning and dominating fashion, you can't, you can't complain about that either. So I'm never going to tell the kids not to go play hard, not to, you know, do play can't gobble football. So um, if it continues to happen, we'll, we'll just have to keep working that in practice and keep working those situations in practice and be ready for that four-quarter game whenever it happens. Well, last year you guys lost game number one and then won the rest of the games until the state semifinal. So you were 3-1 and one at this point. But what do you think are some of the differences from this year or this time last year in week number four of the 2018 season to where this team is at right now? What are some of the things that they're doing better? What have they improved on the most? And why has it been such a great start for the Eagles? Well, a lot of it, and I've said this a hundred times, and I'll continue to say it, is when we take the field this year, we, we look a lot different. Um, our Just our size and our physicality that we can play with because of that size that we worked hard throughout the summer to put on um, in the weight room, it, it, it makes a, a ton of difference. And first thing the Bennington coach came up to me last night and said even before the game is, man, you guys look so much bigger than you did even on film when I was watching film. And you know, that's a credit to the kids. They, they When they get off the bus, they look the part, and then they go out and they play the part as well. So that's part of it. And then, you know, just that extra year of experience to where we aren't making – now, last night we did make some mental mistakes that we shouldn't make, but for the most part we're not making those little or mental mistakes that a lot of teams have to grow through because we are experienced. We do have a good senior class, good junior class, and none of them – we didn't have any of them leave last year. So, you know, that experience factor um, and that leadership factor really shines with this group because of the experiences they've went through and uh, the fact that, you know, we didn't lose anybody off last year's team. So everything they gathered last year, they're able to take over the summer and bring into this year. Well, coming up for the Eagles this upcoming week to try and make it 5-0, and you guys will be taking on Peabody, and then the next two weeks you'll be at home to take on Gossel at Solomon, and I think those teams were supposed to play last night, but I'm not sure if they finished the game. We drove past Solomon on the way back from Abilene, and then you'll wrap up the season with Harrington. How do you like the look of this district? How do you like some of the other districts on the east half of eight-man division one? And, and of course, you want to be 8-0 at the end of all of this, but where do you hope your team is at maybe mentally at the end of these first eight games? Yeah, we, I like our, our chances in our district. We, we need to go out and play physical football and take care of business. And if we do, um, I like our chances in our district. And then moving forward, the paired district that we have, it, it's a really competitive district. Um, Madison and Maranatha played a heck of a game last night. I think the final score was 68 to 58. Um, and Madison was actually down uh, 14 or 16 going into the fourth quarter and scored 30 in the fourth quarter to win. So um, there's some teams out there that can score. There's some teams out there that can stop you. And we're going to have to really stay focused these next couple weeks throughout districts and then in you know, that first round of the playoffs and um, bring our A game because we're going to need it. 
Well, Coach Hoppus, best of luck to you and the Eagles as you keep things rolling. There are three 4-0 teams in the McPherson area, and you guys get to be one of them. So we're happy to continue to follow you guys and hope for the best these next couple of weeks and hopefully a top seed heading into the playoffs. Yeah, thank you very much. That was Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus here in our coaches show this morning. Steve, it is flying by, oh, as yeah. we have heard from the head man of the Eagles. Let's turn things over to the head coach of the Heston Swathers after they picked up a win last night over the Smoky Valley Vikings 35-8. That is Tyson Bowerly. Continuing on our coaches show this morning, we're joined by Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly as the Swathers are off to a 4-0 start. They are undefeated following a 35-8 win over the Smoky Valley Vikings last night. Coach Bowerly, tell me a little bit about your team's win from last night. 35-8, it was sort of a long night down at Heston after starting this one a little bit early and then getting into a rain delay, but a good Swather win. Yeah, it was a, another really nice night for our defense. Uh, seeing our defense come out two games in a row and, and really be able to shut down a running game uh, was exciting to see. We're continuing to, to run the football so well, and um, our linebackers are, are are very disciplined right now with our eyes, and our, our two safeties, and Jordan Vogt and Garrett Slater, are just all over the place. That's really fun to see um, and, and exciting moving forward going into districts. Our offense started to click a little bit last night. We had some big plays in the passing game. We had some really, really nice receptions from our receivers making some big plays in crucial moments. So that was really good to see that. Um, you know, we, we moved the game up. It was homecoming. Uh, we have a lot of really cool things on Friday during homecoming week, but it's kind of like, you know, all right, let's just get to the game. And then we have the rush of getting the game early. And then, you know, we get in the middle of the third quarter, and then all of a sudden we have lightning. And I thought our guys handled it really well, though. They came out with great energy. Um, once the lightning delay was over and, and was, we were able to finish the game pretty well. Well, the one thing that stands out to me as I take a look at the box score from last night is a huge night from your quarterback, Jacob Eiler, going 12 out of 17, passing over 200 yards, also rushing for 81 yards. He was scoring on the ground. He was scoring through the air. And it, you mentioned that you felt like the offense started clicking last night. Well, it looks like Jacob Eiler really had things going last night. Absolutely. He played so well last night, and that was really great to see because the, the second half of Pratt, we didn't score the week before. That, it was frustrating. We had moments where we weren't, we weren't on the same page, and we were getting things communicated incorrectly, and so to see him come out and make some plays early and, and get that confidence back, um, you know, he, he's a threat with his legs, too. He's been doing a great job of scrambling. Uh, we've tried to limit him running too much early on in the season because, you know, he's a really good runner. Um, really sees sees the holes and has vision like a running back. Um, but, yeah, he, he was throwing some dimes last night. When you mentioned getting some of your receivers going, but it looks like for receivers, for running backs, it was a great night to be on the Heston side for skill guys where you have Max and Nick Arnold totaling about 100 yards total. You look at the receivers and you've got Brady Cox making four catches for 85 yards, Ben Bollinger three for 54, Braden Esau two for 37. You appear to just have a ton of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and of course I think so on the defensive side too, but offensively it looks like you have a ton of weapons to go to, which at this time last year might not have felt the same way because some of these guys were younger and your main playmakers were dinged up, but it feels like you guys have got some really good skill guys. Right, and we think that that's one of our advantages going into games because you look at Braden Esau, for example, last night. He had a little bit bigger role on offense because we 
we knew we knew we needed Landon Spencer, who's a linebacker. Um, we needed him on defense a little bit more. So Braden just plugged in there and, and he gets two catches right away and one for a touchdown. Um, those were his first two receptions of the year. We now have ten guys with the receptions, and it's tough to game plan against us because yeah, you got Ben and you got Brady that are dynamic playmakers, but you know we have some guys that um, aren't getting as many touches yet that can do just the same thing. Well, last year you and the Heston Swathers were two and two at this time through four weeks. You were coming off of a tough loss against Smoky Valley, who at this point was undefeated last year. You had some injuries that led to that being a two and two start last year. But what has made this team better than last year? Of course, it's hard to overcome some of the injuries that you had last year. But what has been the most impressive thing about this year's team through the first four games? And that's really the story of this team. That's a great question because when we met last year, when Smoky Valley beat us in the first round of the playoff, no, it was the regionals, uh, regional championship game, we met as a, as a group and we kind of looked around and, and as a staff, we're like, you know, we're, to be honest, we're pretty slow, we're pretty small, and we're pretty weak right now as a team, you know, and we've got a lot of work to do. And we were pretty upfront with the senior class of, you know, this is your team now. You guys need to, to hit the weight room, you need to get together, you need to find time to throw routes or do whatever you need to do. And kudos to those guys. They put in so much time that, you know, we're not like that anymore. We, we've improved our skills tremendously. We've gotten bigger. We've gotten stronger. Um, the guys have bonded so well, putting in so many hours. And, and that's the difference in this team. Not that last year's team didn't do it, but this team, there's just a whole other commitment level. And it's fun as a coach for – for them to now have that success because they went out and worked for it. Well, now that you've knocked off Smoky Valley off the schedule, I'm, I can allow you to have some praise for Coach Lambert and his guys. What are some of the things that you think the Vikings did well last night and, and do well this season? I know they're 1-3 and three after losing to you guys last night, but what are some of the things that you thought Smoky Valley did well? Yeah, and I'll, I'll brag on Coach Lambert all day long to anybody who wants to talk about him because he's, he's such a great coach. Um, Spending a week with him at the Shrine Bowl two years ago was, was a blast. Um, you know, pulling up film a couple weeks ago, you, you still see guys up front that are just physical kids. I'm like, man, they just they graduated 10 off of their starting defense, and they, they've got more coming, you know. Um, uh, we always face a very tough defense. Um, you know, ho- hopefully they had, they had two kids go down with injuries last night. Hopefully those are just small minor things. They'll be fine. Um, but man, they, they play so hard. They play very physical on defense and on offense. They, they have that system down and they run it well. Um, we were just fortunate that we were able to get some early stops. Well, coach Barley, I wanted to talk a little bit about your district and what you have coming up for the rest of this season. Of course, last night was a district game for you guys, but you have a very tough district and it was tough last year. You throw in teams like Clay Center, Halstead, Rock Creek, you throw in Chapman into this mix that this is a tough district. How do you see things playing out, and, and how do you see things setting at the end of these eight weeks? Yeah, I agree. This is a very tough district, and been following some of the scores as we've gone throughout the, the season so far, and you see Rock Creek um, improving. Um, Clay Center's putting up a lot of points. It's like, man, it's, it's going to be a another tough grinding district for us again this year. Um, you know, it's hard to see how things are going to play out. Looking at some of the scores last night were kind of interesting, I guess. Um, you know, we've, we've got a big game with Ulster, like you said. That's a big rivalry. We're both 4-0. Um, 
Um, I think I saw last night that it's a chance to be one of the, the catch-at-Kansas games of the week. Uh, I think actually against McPherson, possibly. I think McPherson-Buehler was the other one. Um, you know, so our guys are hopefully kind of starting to get locked in and, and just going one game at a time. I know it's kind of coach speak, but, you know, we, we've got to get our focus on, on ourselves and getting better and not having penalties and silly things that, that hold us back. Um, you know, so it's tough to see how the district goes because we've got a bunch of teams that were down a little bit that, that have improved. And Chapman had a lot of seniors last year, um, just like Smokey. So they graduated those guys, but they're still running their system really well, playing hard too. So, you know, it's, it's hard to predict it, hard to see how it can end out. We just need to make sure our, our focus is on getting our minds and our bodies right and get ready for Halstead on Friday. Well, Heston is 4-0, Halstead is 4-0, and it should be a fun one in week five. Coach Bowerly, best of luck next week, and we'll catch up with you here in a few weeks. All right, thank you. That was Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly on our coaches show this morning. Steve, I think this was the fastest coaches show that we've ever had. Yeah, well, you know, we get coaches interviews. We really like having the coaches interviews. We like to hear what they have to say and their thoughts on the games and that's probably better than what you and I do. Well, it is the coach's show. It is the coach's show, and nobody wants to hear us talk. They want to hear the coaches talk. So uh, it's great that we uh, get the coaches on. And, and of course, uh, we try to get uh, all the coaches, not just football. But we had, you know, Coach Doyle. We've had Coach Adrian. Uh, we've had Coach Lott on. You know, we, we, we try to run the whole gamut. Steve, let me go through the scores from last night one more time. McPherson beat Abilene 48-3, meaning that the Bullpups are 4-0, setting up a matchup with the Bueller Crusaders coming up in week number five, matchup of two 4-0 teams. Then in the 3A side of things, Heston beat Smoky Valley 35-8 last night. The Swathers are now 4-0, Smoky Valley drops to 1-3. In Manette Marion in Class 1A, that game didn't get started last night. They're not going to play it today. They're not going to play it on Sunday, but Monday night at 6 o'clock, as the Teutons will look to get back to 500, taking on Marion. Kenton Galva, a 56-8 winner over Bennington. They are now 4-0. Mound Ridge falls to Pratt Skyline, 60-14. And the Wildcats are 2-2. And finally, Little River, a 48-0 winner over Central Plains. The Redskins now 3-1. Steve, we have four or three teams in the area that are 4-0. We have another team that is 3-1. This is a fun time to be a football fan in this area because there are some really good teams. And if you take away Little River's only loss to Kenton Galva, they have a chance to be one of the best teams in the state right now. Well, you know, those two teams, are going they could very well meet very deep into the postseason. Well, it would have to be very, very deep. Very deep, like the championship game. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it very well could happen. I mean, Little River's really rolling now. And it just shows how good Canton Galva is. I mean, they point rule Little River, and Little River has lambasted everybody it's played since then, including Central Plains last night. And, you know, for Central Plains, that had to be pretty tough because that's what they do to people. Uh, you know, the last five years, that's what they've done to people almost every single game. They very seldom had games go the distance. So, as I wrote in my area roundup, it's, they kind of got to see what life on the other side's like. That's right. Well, Steve, it's a busy day today. Number one, we've mentioned the Newton tournament coming up for the Bullpup volleyball team, but... I don't even know if we've hardly been able to mention the tennis team competing at the Collegiate Tournament of Champions right. today. That is already underway down in Wichita. There are some really good teams on the schedule down at Collegiate today. Well, hopefully the rain will hold off because what that tournament is, basically, they they take about the top four teams from 6A from last year, the top four teams from 5A, the top four teams from 4A. They sprinkle a few other teams in there. 
McPherson, Sienna, Allen, Taylor Bruce are undefeated on the year at 18-0, but they're going to be facing the best teams in the state. Be real interesting to see how they do. I think making the Final Four would be real good for them. Rest of the week coming up Tuesday, tennis will be at Goddard. The volleyball team will be at home to take on Clearwater and Rose Hill. Soccer will be at home on Tuesday as well to take on El Dorado, as well as a big, big matchup with the Bueller Crusaders on Thursday. And then it's Bueller week, Friday night, homecoming at McPherson Stadium. Going to be a fun one. And I tell you, McPherson Stadium will just be overflowing. Bueller will bring a ton of people. I encourage the McPherson people, get there by 6 o'clock if you want a good seat because Bueller's going to bring a ton of people. Who knows, maybe Bueller Band will show up. Yeah. We'll have the Battle of the Bands or something like that. Steve, it is now Swap Shop time. Got today. We have Casey on Swap Shop. Little dude come? I don't think so. Okay, but I think probably she, sleeping. But I think she is very excited. Oh, she will be just beaming when she comes in. We have had phones ringing off the hooks, people ready to buy, sell, trade, give away, announce garage sales, Let's birthdays, anniversaries, all sorts of that coming up here, 620-241-1504. A big thanks to our coaches this morning, Jace Pavlovich for McPherson Football, Christy Doyle for Bullpup Volleyball, and then football coaches Tyson Bowerly and Shelby Hoppus. A great coaches show this morning. We'll be back next Saturday morning for another edition of the Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.